Hello and welcome to the Nitty Gritty Reviews podcast. I am Rachel and today I'm here with special guest co-host M. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the 1993 Disney Halloween classic Hocus Pocus. This movie is directed by Kenny Ortega and was written by, uh, wow, a lot of people are credited, <laughs> Mick Garris and Neil Cuthbert. And it is starring, of course, Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and the third one, I can never remember her name. Kathy Najimy. Thank you. Especially because I didn't know how to pronounce that last name. So I'm glad you knew that off the top of your head. Najimy? That's what I've always said because I heard it uh-huh. somewhere said that way. And Fair enough. All right. So before we delve into the grid and start talking about what works and maybe what doesn't with this movie, I usually like to just talk a little bit about our memories with this movie and our associations, expectations, all that good stuff, just to kind of get the conversation going. Um, So I know this is definitely a cult classic movie. A lot of people within our generation grew up watching it every year. You know, it's a staple. Uh, Was that your experience or or what is your relationship with this movie? (laughs) That was for sure my relationship with this movie. Okay. I have so many vivid memories of standing in our living room reciting these lines <laughs> with all, all three of them <laughs> especially Kathy I don't know their witch names Mary Mary was Kathy yeah Mary Sarah Sarah and Willif- no Willifred Winifred Winifred and Sarah oh cool yeah. Okay. We're good. <laughs> vital to this story. So yeah, I would just stand in the living room and just like around the year, not just during Halloween, <laughs> would just go like, you know, when, when when Mary's on the vacuum cleaner, all of those lines, the uh-oh, bye-bye. <laughs> that and just shouting randomly, book. <laughs> My parents must have loved me. <laughs> Did you have like Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. Things you could, what are they called? Blind, or shutters? Shutters, yeah, the shutters you could throw open. Oh, yeah, I made, I would make shift and make <laughs> ones and very theatrical, very, like, level 10 extra with this, with my re- recreations of the scenes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, every year, I would, like, always be checking the TV guide to see, like, when it would start playing, obviously, like, October, but, like, I feel like so- some years... In like the nineties, like they kind of would like wait a little bit or they it would be yeah. hard to find. That seems about right. Especially because like Halloween didn't really become Halloween like it is now until like the last maybe ten years at the most, it seems. Like suddenly Halloween is like the new Christmas as far as popularity goes. Like I don't know, it's not a bad thing. It's just it seems like it's it's really amped up in popularity. And so I think all these classic Halloween movies get really amped up, I guess. Not in a bad way. It's just yeah. different than it used to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I know so many people that uh, that work in those, like, Halloween, um, like, Bright Houses and... Oh, yeah. Like, Six Flags, all those. Yeah. And, like, it's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how, like, many people I know, like, know each other through that. And that... <laughs> but I'm like, how do you random people know each other? <laughs> Through the Fright House. Of course. I'm calling him that. I'm sure that's totally wrong. <laughs> I feel like that's at least what the one at Six Flags is called. I'm pretty sure I, I remember seeing advertisements for that every year. 
Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, my associations with this movie are are not not quite as cemented as most people my age. I think I definitely watched it as a kid, and I was surprised by how much I remembered going in and watching it now for this review. Like, I was really worried. I was like, am I going to remember anything? Am I just going to be really hard on it because I don't have that like nostalgia factor like I was not super sure how it was gonna turn out uh-huh. and then as I was watching I was like okay there's really about maybe half of this movie that I remember from being a kid <laughs> which which seems like a good yeah you know more than I was expecting again not as much as, as most people my age who you know watch it every year or at least watched it every year when they were kids or both and uh I don't know I just I don't. I think my parents didn't really get super into Halloween, so as a as a result, as kids, we didn't get super into Halloween. Like we dressed up, but I feel like most of my Halloween memories started coming when I was a little bit older, and then I got into like horror movies in high school. So I kind of missed this kid horror or kid Halloween. Sure, that makes sense. Phase a little bit. Was there any October ritual movie, or was it just like the extra spooky X Files episode? I did like X Files didn't really do Halloween though. I mean what? I, I mean every episode is kind of a Halloween episode really, but even Buffy had a couple Halloween episodes. That's true. Yeah, I don't think there I could be wrong cuz I feel like there's a lot of things especially when it comes to movies. Like I had even, kind of even forgotten that we watched this movie a lot as a kid and then my sister was like, "Oh yeah, we we watched that movie." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And then watching it today, it's like, okay, yeah, I believe it now. So maybe there was more than I'm remembering. And I definitely got into the costumes. Like, I remember costumes as a kid. Like, my mom made me a homemade bell costume, like the, you know, the ball gown outfit. I had that costume when I was really little. Nice. And I was, I was a bundle of grapes one year. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, blatantly copied my sister, who was a bundle of grapes the year before. <laughs> but I was purple grapes, and she was green grapes, so it was totally different. But anyway, now I'm just going down memory lane with Halloween. This is getting off topic. All right, so on that note, should we delve into the grid, or was there anything else, uh, any other diatribes before we, we get a little more focused? <laughs> I don't know about diatribes, but I am surprised the way my grid turned out. Okay. Um, so I'm a little nervous to go over everything. <laughs> All right. Um, this might be a record low for me. Wow, okay. So, um, I love this movie, and if I wasn't watching it to, like, review it or rate it, I probably would have, like, you know, re- retroactively, like, looked back on the grid. I would have given it 10s, probably, across the board. <laughs> yeah. Just because I love this movie so much. Yeah. But, like, looking at it with even a slightly critical eye. Yeah. I took it down a few notches. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So then on that note, um, I'm particularly looking forward to getting into the two writing categories, because I think that's uh, poss- possibly going to take the biggest hits for both of us. Um, so the first category is going to be writing, plot, and genre. Um, and this one didn't do too bad for me I might lower some of these scores after time I think I was maybe a little bit generous throughout the grid so we'll see some of these scores might get lowered a bit but I do have one one score that's lower than anything else and I think I think it's gonna be pretty low for both of us and that's plot structure oh yeah that's my lowest one for that category yeah (laughs) there there was just 
but there were so many things where I was like, wait, why is this even happening? Yeah. There were plot holes and plot holes and plot holes. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the movie could have just taken maybe five minutes. <laughs> and you gave it a... I gave it a four, which is okay. probably a little generous. Because um, I tried, I really tried to look at everything. I'll say this up front. I tried to look at it through the lens of, like, this was a not just a kid movie, but a Disney kids Halloween movie in 1993 that was originally going to be a Disney original channel movie. And then they're like, no, I think we can get some big stars and like make it a little bit bigger and do a theatrical release. So with all of that in mind, I'm like, well, it really did everything it set out to do. And it's still an enjoyable movie. So there are a lot of categories, uh, lots of things in the meets expectations range that I could probably be a little more critical on. I'll, I'll just say that up front. So I'm not repeating myself throughout the grid. Um, but then that said, yeah, plot structure so many holes was there one specific thing that just stood out to you the most i mean i think the whole character of uh bixley was that the cat's name uh it was binks not bixley i knew it was something kind of english sounding with a b and an x (laughs) um so thackeray binks Uh, okay that character in general was just kind of just a lot of plot holes like first of all like, the whole movie starts with this idea of, like, oh, he's cursed with eternal life. His family never knew what happened to him. He just got turned into a cat. And then flashed oh, to present the day. A, yeah, this awful, awful beast. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we get to present day, he's just talking. Like, hey, what's up? I can talk. I'm, I'm a cat that can talk. So why didn't he just tell his dad, hey, dad, I'm a cat now. This is what happened to me. I mean, it was like Puritan era New England. He probably would have been thrown in a bag and drowned or something. But, you know. Just on them. He can't die. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. So, yeah, why wouldn't he just. Yeah. Uh, So so that was was an issue. And then the whole thing of like, oh, the the witches finally died. My spirit can be released. Now I'm just going to be Casper the Friendly Ghost with my ghost sister. Like, but they've been dead for 300 years. Why didn't the spell break when they were hanged? I don't understand that. I don't know. Like, that, that's a, that was so distracted by all the other plot holes. I didn't think <laughs> that one. Yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it whatever, like, little curse they put on before they were hanged that, that like, made them, like, that prolonged his life? Maybe, because, I mean, they did say, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna feel guilty for all of eternity, so maybe because the guilt was relieved by avenging his sister, but, A, avenging his sister doesn't bring her back, he would still feel guilty, I would think, and B, that's not what he said, he said, oh, the witches are dead, now my spirit can be released, or whatever, he didn't say, oh, the curse is broken, because I avenged my sister, It, it was, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm harping on silly things, but his his whole character just seemed like every single thing he did. I was like, well, this is problematic. Mm-hmm. We're not problematic. Like, there's a connotation there. That's just within the plot. It was problematic. Um, or like, why didn't he talk to the parents? She brought him. They brought him to the Halloween party, and they're like, this cat can talk, and these witches are after us. That that whole scene could have. He just like, hey, mom and dad, I'm a talking cat, and these witches are after these people. They'd be like. Oh, okay, maybe I'll take this a little bit more seriously now. And yeah. he and he just why didn't he say a word? What was wrong with that cat? 
I usually am a staunch defender of cats. <laughs> In this case, not so much. Yeah, it it's, makes no kind of sense. Yeah. So that was probably my biggest gripe as far as plot holes, but there were several others. What were some of the ones that bothered you the most? At the end of the movie, when she has the potion and they can have eternal life or a few extra hours, it was unclear. Yeah, that whole thing was... Maybe it was like The Sims, the, the, the green elixir in The Sims. <laughs> or yeah. like boost your life a little bit, but then you use it, then you have to drink more of it, and then... Maybe it was like that kind of situation. Um, but yeah, so she has the thing, the potion. She's standing in her house with the two sisters, looking at the hundreds of children. And both of the sisters are like, hey, we could just have one of the kids drink this potion, get some life back, and then go to him. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 it's a better plan to risk dying so I can get revenge. Right, and revenge over the stupidest thing. It's not even like, yeah, like oh, this kid killed one of my sisters, or oh, this kid, whatever. I don't know what else you could do, but she's like, oh, she called me ugly. And I'm like, if you're 300 years old, or it's been at least 300 years since you were last alive, like who knows how long you've been alive since, but or were around before then. Yeah, there's a good chance you've heard worse things. Right, and if you make a deal with the devil, like. I hope you have thicker, thicker skin than that. Exactly. And their whole thing. This also confused me, although this is getting beside the point, I think. But it also bothered me that, like, throughout the whole movie, they're like, you know, and they make comments like, oh, I, I spent time in hell. It was lovely. You're like, oh, what a lovely day. I hate it. Like, they seemed to really like ugly things. Exactly. And then get so mad when they're called ugly and I'm like is there supposed to be a message in here or is this just bad writing because it seems like why would they care and why would they want to look beautiful and like they know but you know well the whole point is like drink the potion look younger and so if you're not if you haven't yet drank drunk the potion you don't yet look younger yeah and if you're that's your intention then you know that you don't look your ideal self. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, Nadoi. Drink <laughs> yeah. this potion, brat. <laughs> and those two, uh, those two grunge punks also oh, called her ugly, and they were hanging up in cages right there. She, they could have given it to both of them, gone twice about the amount back or whatever. <sighs> you know, there were a lot of issues. I know it's a kid's movie, but we should expect a little bit more intelligence out of our kids. They can handle more complicated plots. Or just more, doesn't have to be more complicated, just seal up some of those holes. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, again, if I wasn't paying attention that closely and looking at all those details, or like trying to track them all and just like watching it as yeah. I normally might, then I'd be like, good movie, Bette Midler, yeah. A+. Plus. <laughs> right? Yeah. Was there anything within this category that scored particularly high for you? Now that we've trash plot structure. <laughs> <laughs> I gave pace a seven. I okay. thought it had a really good pace. It didn't yeah. spend too much time doing nonsensical things or unnecessary things. I mean, besides the whole movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not looking at plot holes. It, it went along very quickly. It was a nice speed. I agree. That was actually my highest um, within this as well. I gave it an eight. Uh, it just seemed like it 
constantly was like you said just moving along moving along moving along and you know if you don't stop to think about wait why are they doing this <laughs> like it's great it's fine <laughs> and I mean it was even like we had you know when we started watching the movie we're like okay about half an hour through we're gonna like pause for five minutes get some food have everything set up we just needed to grab it we're hungry at the start of the movie this is way too much exposition <laughs> but, just but anyway so at around the 30 minute mark we're like okay i'm getting hungry i'll wait till the end of this scene and then it's just i mean there were ends to scenes and there were plenty of places where i could have stopped but it just everything melded together so well and everything was you know the scenes flowed together it's like oh this is basically just a continuation i'll wait till we get to something else and in a good way it just it just kept kept going um so that was one of the biggest reasons that i gave it such a such a high score for pace absolutely yeah um i also gave the character outer goals a fairly high score i gave that one a seven i mean you know when we take a step back and really look at the goals they don't make the most sense but really this whole movie is just okay these three witches are gonna die they don't want to die so they need to like kill children to stay alive or whatever as you do yeah so it's like okay that's a pretty clear outer goal i guess and then the kids are like oh we don't want to die let's stop the witches (laughs) pretty clear um so even though the motivations were a little iffy and the the plot structure was definitely iffy well the character outer goals were decent maybe a seven is a little too high for decent but yeah i feel okay with that score <laughs> yeah i give outer goals a five okay i wasn't i don't know it just felt sort of exactly what you would expect it just felt very predictable and just kind of what you'd expect and um, there were a few characters where i'm like what are you even doing here yeah like um the guy that comes out of the grave if he didn't yeah if he didn't really want to kill the kids, why was he chasing them? Yeah. And then whoever the um the, the schoolmate. Oh, the, the fiance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember her name. The girlfriend, I guess. The rich one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm like, why are you, like, why do you, why are you sticking around? I'd be like. Oh, this is your problem. Good night. Yeah, right? Time <laughs> oh, for me to turn in and not be like, you know what? It seems like a better idea to stick with you and, um, and maybe die. <laughs> you know what else would have been a good idea now that I'm thinking about it? Her parents, or at least her mom, oh, used yeah. to run the museum. Wouldn't it maybe be a good idea to go to them and be like, hey, so I don't know if you believe in this or not, but like, here's the situation. Do you know how we can stop them? They would probably have some ideas if they ran the museum. That's true. I just now thought of that. All right, well, was there anything else you wanted to add for the writing plot and genre section? Okay, to circle back to plot structure. (laughs) All right. There's one more thing I just had to get off off my chest. Um, So in the beginning, or towards the beginning, when the Virgin brings back the witches... Yeah. No, wait. No, it's not him. It's uh, one Thatchery. Thatcher. Oh, geez. Uh, Thor Birch. Zachary. Oh no, the Thackeray. Thackeray. I don't know why. I was like, are you trying to say Thor Birch? <laughs> why does my brain jump there? That's exactly who I was talking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, um, yeah. when Thackeray. Thackeray, before he becomes the cat, like he's you know trying to get the witches. And grabs the cauldron 
swings it and tips it over with his bare hands. And it seemed to be over an open fire. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure that is very hot. Yeah. And he just seemed to have like no problem like tipping it with his hand and just. Not to mention how heavy it must have been. Yeah. But, but also the, the heat. That's probably the more pressing issue. I know it's just, it's on a long list. <laughs> but I saw that and I'm like, how is he not like screeching in pain? Yeah. That does seem questionable. But besides that, I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, with that said, what was your total score for writing plot and genre? A 5.1. Okay, mine was a 6.1. Uh, surprisingly managed to exceed expectations, um, but literally if it had gotten any lower than that, it, it would have been in the meets expectations range, which seems about right. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so that's going to bring us to the writing characters section. Oh, no. Yeah, this one I was a lot harder on. I considered giving a few of them zeros. <laughs> Yeah. But I resisted. I felt like it wasn't zero bad. But yeah. it was down there. There there was some some not great stuff happening. Yeah. Um before we get into the to the <laughs> negative stuff, let's start with the positive this time. If there is any. Um was there anything that scored higher than everything else? Yeah, so for dialogue and character likability, for those two, I took some creative liberties and basically just focused on the three stars. Okay. Because I felt like there was a lot of punch up in the script and a lot of things that really highlighted their skills because they were probably the more skilled actors of the group. Yeah. Um, although the person that voiced Binks had done like over a hundred episodes of TV doing voice work and stuff. Okay. I'm like, oh, oh, how about that? Um, but yeah, so for those two, the likability got a nine, dialogue got a seven, because like, they're just fun characters. I could spend a long time with them if it wasn't for the plot, if it wasn't for the kids, if it wasn't for the circumstances. Yeah. Like, if there was a different movie that focused on them, I would love that so much. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like... Like, a big part of me, like, when we first started watching the movie, I was like, I'm actually, like, really into this. This might be, like, I, I had a lot of, of hesitation with this one. So I was, I was like, man, 90s kids, Halloween movie that I don't have a huge nostalgia factor with. I don't know. <laughs> but the whole, like, first, I guess it was really the first 10 minutes or so when we're in Salem in the 1600s. I'm kind of like, I, okay, this is okay. This is pretty cool. I'm kind of liking this. Pretty campy and all that still, but like, okay. And then we get to present day and spend so much time with the damn kids. Granted, even at like six years old, Thora Birch was amazing, but... That's fair, yeah. She carried that group of kids. I mean, she really did. She's still an obnoxious, precocious kid, which I don't particularly love even in a kid's movie. But if you're going to have a precocious kid, at least get a talented actor, which they lucked out and did. But anyway, that's, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so as far as, as character likability, I still only gave it a five, which is tied for the highest in this category for me with character development, largely for the same reason is like, 
I like the witches for the most part. I feel like they get a little heavy handed at times and a little like there are times where I'm just like, what is wrong with that? Like, like I know they're, I know they're evil. I know they're witches. I know it's, there's, you know, a slapstick element here. Like, you know, I, I get what's going on, but then there's definitely times where I'm just like, why is this happening? Very fair. <sighs> like, like, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker on the bus driver's laugh. That whole scene was just that whole interaction with the bus driver was was weird. Yeah, and I like how she can't decide if she wants to eat children or bang someone. Right. That it was... was a very blurry line. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, her whole character and the way she phrased stuff was weird because she's still raised it like they were like she was like oh boys and like clearly not clearly right. someone who's an adult yeah and yet the way she was saying it was like she was a junior high kid that's like oh boys I love boys I'm so boy crazy but then she's also an adult that just wants to bang a bunch of guys which you know to each their own in a different movie that could work but this is a kid's Halloween movie <laughs> let's not go crazy and it just seemed mm. very we're just come and go in the weirdest moments yeah I think part of her character is she's just kind of loopy out there but it was inconsistent <laughs> yeah it didn't even seem loopy it just seems like either be hungry or be thirsty choose one yeah <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> she may have been the most complex character for that reason. <laughs> Everyone else was like single focused. That is true. <laughs> yeah, at least she had a split focus. <laughs> Multitasker. <laughs> yeah. So one of my lower scores within this, um, although this is actually, I guess, a medium score for me, it got a four. And that's for dialogue, largely because, and this is getting a little bit silly, I realize, but there were so many times when the witches made comments that I'm like, how do you know? Like, like, for sure. like there was the one scene, she said like three things in one scene where I was like, what? Like she said, the like, oh, you're resisting arrest or something like uh-huh. that. I'm like okay and then oh and then she's like where's your driving permit she said that in the same scene where she's like chasing him on the broom and they're in the car she says something about like like show me your driver's permit you're resisting arrest and i'm just like what i know some like uber drivers can be pretty chatty but i haven't known many bus drivers that are that chatty (laughs) and he seemed preoccupied with sarah to be yeah. like, so do you get a driver's license yet? Yeah, it's just... But then speaking of the bus driver, like, his dialogue was so cringy, too. It was uncomfortable. Like... Ah, oof, no. Yeah. Oof, yeah. So there was just enough going on with the dialogue. I mean, for the most part, it was fine. And there were some good lines thrown in there, too. But there was enough cringing. <laughs> I gave it a four. Like, if it was less quotable, it wouldn't have gotten the seven. But I'm like, it's just, like, there are those lines that you can quote and just... Yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, it's it's carrying it to a seven. <laughs> but, like, not only did it not make sense for her to be saying those, like, modern terms, huh. like, it, the other characters just didn't 
like they have any development really. Like, yeah. They're not growing. No one seemed to be a better person in the end. Yeah. And it just was very confusing exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. Like I know what happened, but like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole character like the closest thing we get to a character arc is the character of Max and it's like Okay, at the beginning of the movie, he didn't believe in witches and didn't want to take his sister trick-or-treating. And at the end of the movie, he believes in witches and tells his sister he loves her. But it's not like he didn't love his sister before, and he's like, oh, I've learned. Maybe he didn't. It took killing three witches for him to be like, you know what? I love my sister. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what the movie leads us to believe. Maybe he had a curse on his heart. He was incapable of loving others until he killed three witches. That sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> it is Disney. Yeah. Is that what this movie's about? <laughs> was there a secret third curse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my lowest scores were definitely... I, was, I gave both of these a three, and that was the character inner needs and the character arcs for exactly that reason. It was just... There was nothing. There was no emotional needs to any of these characters. They didn't learn anything. They didn't change at all other than Max now believes in witches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or at least these three specific witches. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, the biggest change seemed to be that, like, he spent, what, ten hours? Eight hours around the schoolmate? And that was enough time to become... Like, girlfriend-boyfriend? I guess. That whole thing moved so fast. And yet there was never any, like, chemistry there. No. It was like, she's getting dragged on this. She'll leave at any time. Yeah. And yet she decided to stay around and just waste salt. Yeah, oh my god. like, that's my girlfriend. It's like, no, (laughs) that's a schoolmate. Yeah. (laughs) Someone needs to teach you boundaries. Yeah. Like, I get you don't love your sister, but like... (laughs) Well, I'm so damn, it's just we know, we know. Like, this this is the time to resolve it. They didn't even, now that I'm thinking about it, like, they could have at least, and this would be a pretty minor arc or, or inner need or what have you, but like, they could have at least had him by the end of the movie, be like, oh, this place feels like home now. But even that is like, he's going to hate this place even more. He just almost died by these crazy witches. Go back to L.A. where there's no witches. Like, yeah. But they could have somehow tied in, like, like, oh, yeah, this is home now. I don't know. But then that's a weird theme for a Halloween movie. But, but some sort, like, they really played that up in the first act of like yeah. like this isn't home I hate it here I want to go back to LA yeah and the movie that did that well was Halloween Town <laughs> but like yeah like it was just so like very abstract because it keep making references to LA as if it's like some podunk town yeah right like he sees a huge house and he's like whoa what's this it's like you're from la like there's yeah isn't la known for big houses yeah you never drove through beverly hills it's right there <laughs> like there's that and like the bullies are saying how he doesn't smoke and like it's so yeah. healthy in la i'm like isn't la known to have a lot of smokers in it yeah it's not san francisco i could see that kind of thing with san francisco though even that 
not like San Francisco does not have pot. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> or cigarettes. Because asked for a bud, didn't they? Yeah. I couldn't help that. I feel like because of the time period, it was a cigarette. Okay. Because I always, I feel like in the 90s, the big thing was bullies smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that seems right. And they were like, and having pot in a Disney movie in the early 90s seems strange. At least to have it like fully textualized and not like yeah. some more subtext of like a stonery kid. Yeah. Like in the Goofy movie, there's a couple stonery kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in years. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> now, that's a movie I watched over and over and over again as a kid, weirdly. <laughs> I feel like I took us off track. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't help feel responsible. <laughs> it was a welcome detour. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about for uh, for characters? Um, just that for the first three categories for inner needs, development, and character arcs, they all got ones. Wow. Okay. And again, like I was close to giving them zeros, but it was just that felt mean. <laughs> it didn't warrant a zero. It, like, wasn't great, but at least some of the characters got attention. All right. <laughs> I don't know how to wrap that up. I mean, that's perfectly fair. I mean, especially, I did definitely have that thought with, with character inner needs, where it's like, there was literally none. Um, but I still I still somehow rationalized a three. But I could completely see see going down into that unsatisfactory range of a, you know, between a zero and a two, because there was none. There was none. Just so many unnecessary characters. It was what it was. <laughs> yeah. I like that was kind of why I gave it a little bit of higher scores. It's just I'm like, well, for a kid's movie and a Disney movie in the early 90s, like, okay, I feel like it did what it set out to do. So I didn't want to, like, knock it too much. But at the same time, like, if you're not setting out to do something good, you're going to get a lower score. Like, set out to do better. Yeah, and, like, this was a script that clearly got punched up. Oh, yeah. And there were, like, two writers, and then I think it was the story book was by two other people. I think it might have been three story by credits. Oh, no. I could be wrong. It might have been two. But to have those many people, like, handling the story, and yeah. for it to be just so basic. Yeah. What draft was this? Yeah. <laughs> or did they, like... Like, eh, they're kid characters. We don't need to, like, work on those lines. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just picturing Mae West in this movie and demanding to write her all of her own lines. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a different movie. That would have been an amazing movie. Now I'm trying to think that I follow on um, Instagram. There's this guy who does, like, I wish I knew his name off the top of my head. I'll try and remember to link it in the show notes. But he does like vintage movie posters of like, oh, if this movie was made in this time period. Oh, yeah. And I now I'm those. like, yeah. So now I'm just like, what if Hocus Pocus was made in the 40s instead of Bette Midler? It was Mae West. I don't know who else would be in it. I don't care. That would be amazing. Mae West is my hero. She should be everyone's hero. Right? I gotta do a Mae West movie on the podcast. I don't talk about her. This is, I think this is the first time she's come up in over 20 episodes. Oh, my goodness. I know. Crazy talk. Hollywood legend deserves Indeed. more attention. Always. <laughs> On that <Wow>. note. <laughs> um, anything else you'd like to add for writing characters? I mean, I think I'm ready for that to be done. <laughs> All right. What was your What was your total score? 
I gave it a 3.8. Low expectations. That's actually pretty close to mine. I thought yours was going to be pretty drastically lower, but I gave it a 4 even. Okay. Low expectations. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think an elaboration is necessary after everything we just said. <laughs> was, uh, did not meet my expectations. So that's going to bring us to acting and casting, which I think is going to be a really fun one. Um, this one kind of goes in a few different directions for me. So, um, let's start with negatives on this one, because I feel like there's going to be less of that, potentially, in some of the other categories. Um, was there anything that got a, a lower score for you? The lowest was a 7. Okay. For extras, just because I felt like there was so much attention to detail in the main characters for makeup, for props, um, the aesthetics, and they ju it just seemed like there was a much lower budget for the extras, which is fair, but it's also, they had so many of them where they yeah. were the only ones in the scene, just like the mobs or like the crowd or the, the, the slow march of children. Like, it just... It was just a different level of, like, attention to details. Okay, I could see that. I still liked them. I just thought that they weren't quite matching the same levels as the main cast. Fair enough. But that's the biggest complaint I really have with those. All right. I gave, um, I gave extras a little bit higher. Um, well, I say a little bit higher. It's lower than yours, actually. <laughs> I gave it um, a 6.5. Largely just because I'm like, so many of the extras were kids, and I feel like it would have been so easy for them to just be awful or like, I don't know, trying to draw attention to themselves somehow. And it seemed like everybody was was fairly natural, probably not many kids. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a little higher than a five for that. I'll, I'll push it into the exceeds expectations. But yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. I do think for sure, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be your highest as well, <laughs> um, casting main characters easily the highest for me oh yeah it was a 9.5 for me okay almost a 10 but i wasn't sure exactly who to classify as a main character i had that dilemma as well and i figured at least two of the kids probably be main cast yeah and that brought it down to a 9.5 that's fair it would have been a 10 if it was just the witches yeah because I mean, I love all three of those people, so... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've watched many movies and shows centered around them, so... Yeah. I mean, Peggy Hill. <laughs> Indeed. American treasure, Peggy Hill. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was, like, even though, like, two of the, the kids acting in this, the voice actor for the cat and then Thora Birch, um, like, they're both, like, solid actors, like... yeah those careers were the ones that really held up the most it seems yeah but yeah the others some of those kids were were just atrocious yeah i could not stand what's his name max oh yeah <laughs> he was the worst he just ugh. i saw on imdb that he no longer is acting that he is hairstyling or he's a hairdresser now Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And after watching this, I'm like, oh, you should have quit earlier. <laughs> just, just, he just has an annoying face. And it's just like, yeah. it's always just like, he looks just angsty in an annoying way. Yeah. Like it's not charming or endearing. It's just kind of like, get over yourself. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean sorry. I was just saying, like, it's not even angsty in, like, a, like, oh, I'm so emo, I'm gonna go write a poem and dye my hair black or whatever I don't I don't know what emo kids do but that's what I did when I was an emo kid so I also did the, the black hair dyeing to be angsty yeah I mean it's what you do uh-huh. um but he's not even that like he's just like like the smart ass like oh, I'm so much smarter than my teachers I'm just gonna flip my hair around because I've got floppy 90s boy band hair and wear my tie-dye shirt because I'm so cool from LA. And like, like it's none of those things were emo. I don't know where I'm going with this, but just or angsty, I should say. Um, but he's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, he was just obnoxious. I just wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> like, he was a child. I shouldn't say that, but yeah. And like, I'm all for like a teen angsty character, like Sean from Boy Meets World. Very angsty, very much like screw you. You can't tell me what to do. And I love that character. So it's possible to do that role well. He also had the stupid floppy hair. Exactly. So so we've eliminated what the problem might be. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe if it wasn't, you know, opposite of Beth Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy, like maybe it wouldn't have been as obvious. Yeah. But it also wouldn't have been a theatrical release movie. (laughs) Right. And so... It would have made sense for a TV movie. It was just so much. It was too much. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I'm sure he's an amazing hairdresser, though. Hopefully he's not still doing floppy hair for people. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) If his salon was just called Max and everyone got the same floppy hair. Nostalgia's in right now. Yep. How did you feel about the face acting? (gasps) Oh my goodness. I gave it an 8.5. Okay. Because the the three were amazing. I love, I, it's silly, it's over the top, it's ridiculous, but it was so right for this movie. I feel like they knew what was going on. <laughs> they knew this wasn't a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. They knew it was a silly kind of campy kids movie, and they delivered on that. That's fair. The, um... I felt like the kids were actually trying to seriously go. And, like, their faces, their face acting wasn't too great. Yeah. My score would have been a lot higher if it wasn't for, yeah. For a lot of these, I basically was just like, I'm going to just focus on three of the characters. <laughs> Not a great <laughs> mentality or, like, way, uh, approach to the grid, but. I mean, I think that's what most people do with this movie, though. How many people remember the kids? Other than maybe some people be like, oh, yeah, Thora Birch is a baby is in this movie. True. But, I mean, even that, like, when we were first started watching the movie and her name came up in the credits, I was like, oh, yeah, she must be the kid. Like, the little kid. Okay. Like, that's not even something that I remembered. Whereas with The Witches, I'm like, oh, yeah, Bette Midler, sorry, Jessica Parker, and and the third one that I haven't really seen in anything else. <laughs> Kathy Mid- God, I, to- I knew I would forget again. Najimi? Najimi. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. At least you remember it. <laughs> oh, I'm so awful with names. Ironically, as a kid, I watched a lot of random shows, and one of those was Veronica's Closet. Okay. Which is amazing retrospective life. <laughs> um, and she was a star on that show, or okay. supporting cast, maybe. Because it was Kirstie Alley as, like, the main character, and I think everyone else was supporting. But it was also ensemble, but 
Okay. Like suddenly Susan, where it was like Shield, uh, Brooke Shield as the main, and everyone else was this ensemble. Okay, yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> so like I, I don't know. I had a lot of exposure to her when I was younger. Okay, fair enough. I recognized all, I was looking through her IMDb page, and I'm like, okay, I recognize a lot of the voice work she's done. I just haven't seen her in much. But she's definitely, I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, and I definitely recognized at least half of the stuff she's been in. So mm-hmm. was there anything else you wanted to add for this category? I feel like we haven't said too much, but I'm kind of out of notes. Um, all the calls for the um, the reboot or the sequel... They always are like, bring back the three. No one's like, bring back the kids. Absolutely, yeah. They're not what, yeah. So I think you nailed it. Like, they're not what makes a movie. The three are. Yeah. I'm just calling them the, the three now because <laughs> it's, I mean, it saves time. No one's going to be like, which three? Huh. Obviously, like, like, no. Binks, the, the zombie <laughs> guy, and um, the, the skeleton lead singer of the band. Those are those are the big three. You are correct. Yeah, I guess I don't have much else. How about you? I think that's that's everything I have to say. Um, what was your total score for this one? It got an eight point four. All right. I am happy with that one. Fair enough. Uh, I gave it a six point nine, which does exceed expectations, and it's it's purely purely the three that bring it up into that range, and and it would have been. A much, much higher score for me if it wasn't for kids. Or even, not even just the kids, because that's not fair to Thorbird. She did fine with what she had, especially for her age. She was fine. The youngest one of the bunch. Exactly. But, man, Max and forgettable girl, I can't even remember her name. Generic pretty girl. Like, she just was so <laughs> generic. I think her name was Jane Doe. <laughs> it might as well have been. Um, yeah, just the two teenagers. Yeah. I was... It was awkward and unnecessary. And... Yeah. And I don't know why they couldn't have just had it. Like, I feel like even for, for as much as I disliked Max, if, like, the the girl just wasn't even there. Like, just have it be a story about a brother and a sister. It could have been better. But then there's, like, also this shoehorned-in love story. But then they're, like, not there's, even... <sighs> there's nothing there, though. There's yeah. Yeah. No... There's, like, a few comments here and there about, like, well, we're dating now. It's like, no. Right. You passed out next to each other. In the most uncomfortable position, and they oh, apparently yeah. slept all night like that. I'm like... Their necks are going to be killing them. And he's not going to be able to feel his arm for a week in that position. <laughs> like, that's going to put it to sleep so fast. I know they're teenagers, and teenagers can get away with stuff that old people like me can't. But, nah, even as a teenager, you can't sleep like that all night. They weren't even laying down. They were, like, sitting up in on bed. Hardwood. Oh, it was on in bed. I thought it was on the stairs. Oh, I thought they were in a bed. Maybe it was stairs. Either way, though. Yeah. I guess it probably wasn't a bed, because they were, like, next to this little sister in her room, I guess. Oh, right. Okay. So I think she was in bed, and they were, like, watching her sleep while they yes, then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Boy cat. <laughs> yeah, that was weird too, because I'm like, he's like a 15 year old boy, really. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'll... it it was it was, it just... was questionable. It was, yeah. What was going on? Yeah. Like sometimes Binks was fully a cat, other times. Yeah. I'm this wise old man. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna cuddle this eight year old. Like. 
Yeah, it was it was strange. Uh, all right, so that's gonna bring us to uh, a category. The next couple categories. Uh, unfortunately, I really don't have much to say. Nor do I. Um, so this should be pretty quick. <laughs> so we've got the first one is gonna be cinematography, lighting. I mean, everything was in the meets expectations range. I gave fives and sixes to everything. Nothing looked bad. Everything did its job. Everything looked fine. Nothing went above and beyond. It was in that mean expectations range. That's really all I have to say. Yeah, I gave everything a six. Okay. Um, like you said, met expectations. Nothing looked bad, which is why I leaned more towards a six. Because I'm like, at least there wasn't. I didn't notice any flaws or any bad scenes. So at yeah. least it was on the higher end of meets expectations, but still didn't do anything crazy or fun or yeah it didn't thrive or fail it just yeah. existed that's perfectly fair that's a great way of putting it i would have to agree all right uh so that was quick so your uh, <laughs> your total was uh, i'm assuming a six then you are correct <laughs> all right i can math <laughs> it's way more than i can say <laughs> um, so my total i uh, came out to a 5.6 um, so that's going to bring us to cinematography camera work. Same exact spiel for me. Fives and sixes down the line. Everything was fine. Yeah. Pretty much the same for me. Everything except camera angles was in meets expectations. Camera angles dropped down to below expectations. Okay. There were a lot of weird shots of like waist down walking through leaves. And it just happened way too much for me. Yeah, that's fair. They were really playing up the, like, it's it's fall, it's Halloween, look at the leaves! And then they would pan up and you would see green trees everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. <laughs> at least in post you could have, like, edited it to make it look like fall trees, not spring or whatever. But like, right. Or, like, fully bloomed trees. Yeah. Like, where did the leaves come from? Like, this is a crazy amount of leaves <laughs> that you're focusing on. And then showing us the trees that are not bare. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, besides that, like, everything else got either a 4.55 or a 6. Just right. needs expectations. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so what does that average out to for you? A 5.1. All right, very close to mine, actually. 5.4. Pretty much uh, right down the line for both of us. Someone went pointed the camera, <laughs> yeah. and they were able to record the scenes. I mean, pretty much. Which, to be fair, for a movie like this, that's really all you need. It just didn't get any extra points for doing anything cool. Yeah, it's so weird though, because like they knew this was going to be a theatrical release. Yeah, and it's... yet they filmed it like it wasn't. Yeah, I wonder where that budget went. I mean, besides. <laughs> But besides the three, like, was there a budget? Or was it just like, we're going to put extra into release and the three of them? Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the category where probably a lot of the budget went, besides the big three, uh, editing and special effects. One thing that I, I think is really interesting to talk about with this movie is is the special effects. I actually gave it pretty high. It's, I mean, they're not great. And you can definitely tell it was a little bit of a lower budget, and you can definitely tell it was 1993. But at the same time, I'm like, this was 1993, and I'm not super cringing at this. Like, I don't know what to compare it to as far as, like, other movies that came out that same year. All I could kept thinking was, like, X-Files came out this year, 
and comparing it. But of course, a super low budget TV show episode is going to have different special effects than a Hollywood release, even if it is a low budget Hollywood release. So I don't know how fair that comparison is, but I just kept thinking of season one X-Files episodes since Tristan and I are going through that fourth X-Files on the grid. Plug! It's an amazing <laughs> podcast series. Thank you. Um, we're trying. Um, but yeah, so so I thought the special effects were actually pretty good. So I gave it an 8.5. I thought I thought it was outstanding for the, the time period and the budget are the big stipulations. But... I was like trying to like figure out what my total was. Even though I gave everything sixes, I still had to <laughs> look. I'm like, what's the average? Surprisingly, a six. Um, yeah, so it's lower. But, like, I don't know. The one thing that really bothered me was when Binks was talking. It was, like, so distracting for me. Because, the, like, they would... It wasn't... It was... Oh, my goodness. It wasn't Salem from Sabrina, where the, it's just, like, open, close, open, close. Like, the mouth was forming the words. Yeah. And, like, it looked seamless, but very haunting and disturbing. Yeah, it was definitely not natural, but... Yeah. But again, I still gave everything sixes, so I was, like, higher than meets expectations. Everything, like, it looks... Everything looked great, but for who was in it, I'm surprised they weren't, like, you know, up the game. Yeah, that's fair. But I liked the special... Like the, um, I thought it looked nice when they were flying on their brooms. Yeah, that could have easily looked really, really bad. I was like, okay, it looks a little dated, but it's not awful. Yeah, it probably helped that they had two two people whose job it was to edit the wires out. That must have been a painstaking job, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. I don't know much about... But it paid off. Yeah. Again, I don't have much for this category. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I feel bad with some of these categories. Like, I know, obviously, there's, I mean, there's four other subcategories besides special effects. But this is just one of those movies that I don't really have much to add. It was pleasant. Yeah, I mean, everything was fine. Nothing was bad. Nothing got in the low expectations range. Mm-hmm. Um... The lowest thing for me was storytelling, which I just gave a five. I was like, eh, I don't really feel like it did no. anything interesting or anything. Like, it was all just classic, invisible cuts. Okay. Which I appreciate yeah. that they didn't get too crazy with it. Yeah, absolutely. I know sometimes Marvel movies will have, like, a weird cut. And so there's a possibility that people get all too creative with the transitions. Oh, yeah, especially transitions. <laughs> Anybody who's listened to the Marvel Mondays, uh, Iron Man is a particularly bad offender of the random <laughs> sideswipes. Um, not a fan, unless you do it consistently throughout a movie, which very few movies can pull off. Basically, if you're not Star Wars, don't do a sideswipe. Don't do one, don't do a bunch. Only, only Star Wars can pull it off in this day and age because it's a throwback. It's thing. a good rule of thumb. Right? This isn't Windows Movie Maker. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> I mean, I have strong opinions on my transitions. <laughs> um, but this movie did fine. It was all... In fact, I can't think of a single transition. Everything was just cut, cut, cut. I suppose the, I, there must have been a fade or something when we had the time transition. I don't remember how that transitioned. I think it was just like a regular cut i think oh yeah because it went to the to the classroom yes 
where she yeah it's so, a voiceover yeah carried it through yeah so i mean standard yeah which is for a movie like this that's perfectly fine it didn't get didn't get really high scores um although most of my scores were in the exceeds expectations range which seems a little weird but yeah i guess I'll, nah, i guess it makes sense continuity and pace i feel like it's the same with writing pace was good had more to do with the writing than editing but it was still good and movements especially things like them flying if you can but that goes back to special effects i guess but yeah i don't know editing was fine i guess is the short way to say what i'm rambling on about (laughs) (laughs) um so on that note did you say you gave sixes to everything on this one as well i sure did all right uh i gave it uh, 6.7, a little bit higher for that one, eh, which seems about right, I guess. Nice. Okay, so that's going to bring us to the sound design category. Um, and this one, I, I have I have two outliers. I have one that was uh, below expectations and one that was exceeds expectations. Everything else was fives. I guess I'll start, I'll start with the below expectations because I think we'll both have a lot to say about my exceeds expectations one. Okay. Um... So my one thing that I, I noticed and really didn't like was the sound effects throughout. Yeah, they were distracting. They were distracting, and it just got really cartoony at times. Like, every time Winifred hit one of her sisters, like, okay, I guess I appreciate that we didn't get, like, a actual, like, punching sound or something. Like, it's a kid's <laughs> movie. We don't want, like, domestic violence you know, thrown in there. But the sound effect they went with, like, they could have just had no sound effect and it would have been fine. But it was, like, this super cartoony, like, she was, like, hitting a... I don't even know. Like, it was, like, a hollow, echoey, weird... It was just a weird sound effect they picked. Especially, I think it was just when she hit him in the stomach because she hit him in a few different places. Maybe it's just the physics of their bodies? (laughs) I mean, that makes as much sense as anything, but it was just odd. It had been 300 years since she consumed the soul of a child, so maybe she was just, you know, really had an empty stomach. <laughs> maybe. No, but yeah, uh, the, I noticed a lot of the the bad sound effects when they would, like, take off on their rooms or land on their rooms. And it was always yeah. like, whoosh. Yeah. And I'm like, it's there's no wind. What's happening? Yeah. That was and did you notice when those trick or treaters took the brooms, they play that sound effect as they walk out of frame, and I'm like, are we to believe that those kids are flying around? Like, why did they play that sound effect? Oh, I wish they had shown that. That would have been the best part of the movie if it was just like the three random witches just like flying around <laughs> on like a chocolate high. <laughs> but they're just brooms, aren't they? Because they, later they get, like, the mop and the vacuum. and Oh, true. So do yeah. they, does it need to, like, do they imbue it with magic that lets it fly? Or do, can they just make anything fly because they're witches? That was a real tricky thing in this movie, was the rules around their magics. Yeah, because it really seemed like they couldn't do anything magical without the book. Yeah. And that, like, everything needed. But then they just grabbed the broom and the mop and the vacuum and just flew. So... Uh, yeah. Maybe those were the, their magic brooms? Because I remember that, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were already magic brooms. That. But why would they need magic brooms if they can just grab anything and fly with it? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. 
I, I'm, I'm sure I'm being way too nitpicky with it, oh, but not at all. and it wouldn't have bothered me. Like I, I don't even think I would have asked the question if it wasn't for hearing that sound effect when the kids steal the brooms, and I'm like, wait, can anybody just pick up one of these things and fly with them? That doesn't seem right. Maybe it was a set with the book. <laughs> like a magic starter set. Yeah. Free with signature of contract with the devil. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a BOGO. <laughs> uh, was there anything for you that scored scored lower before I get to the the high point? What was yours for for the sound effects? A four. A four. So I have three scores for score sound soundtrack. One for score, one for sound track, and one that's the score for the actual category. Okay. So I split the difference. I like the okay. soundtrack, but I hated the score. That's completely fair. Yeah. And so just looking at the score by itself, I would have given it a two. Wow. It was really distracting in the worst way, and it was just someone... It was just way, way too much. Okay. It was... There, there was, like, one speed, and it was a level 10. It was, like, a speed 10. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, I don't know. It was either... It was it was just too much. Yeah, it was all, all suspense and action and no emotion. There we go. Thank yeah. you for articulating my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just... It seemed like the same song throughout... Yeah, there wasn't much variation. Yeah. Like you said, it was just all suspense and no, no like, drama. Just Yeah. It was like, what was it on, like, Home Your Mother? It was, like, Barney's playlist. It's all, all right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, altogether I got a five. But looking at score by itself, I would have given it a two. Yeah. That's fair. I had a pretty... Well, I, I had... A very similar train of thought, but a very different score. For for score and soundtrack, I kind of figured if it was just the score, I was like, I guess I'd give it like a five. I didn't love it, and it was pretty generic, but I feel like it was fine. Like it was doing, like I said, doing what it set out to do and doing what I expect a score from a Disney Halloween movie from 1994 should do. So, so I would have probably given it just a four. Or I mean a five for that, but then then the the score or the soundtrack, geez, I the soundtrack bumped it up for me by by a full two points. So I gave the category a seven out of ten. That's um, that Miller singing will do that. I mean, that's really. I mean, really, when I think of the soundtrack, that's really the the only thing. Well, and I guess Sarah Jessica Parker's weird song, yeah. which <laughs> very memorable. Yeah, and it, I mean, it worked within the movie. It was just, although now that I'm thinking about it, that was a scene with some weird transitions. There were some crossfades in there that made it real weird. I forgot about that till just now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. We wrapped that category. I won't dock at points, but yeah. Everything around her on that broom singing to those kids. And it was like 50% of the shot was just cleavage. Yeah, so much cleavage. Was it was a feat in 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 the clothing department? Yeah, and, and not much and else. camera angles. There we go. <laughs> it was a lot of uh, her leaning forward and camera shooting up. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, no no subtlety there. 
I mean, every kid's movie needs that, right? <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I have to say about about sound. Was there anything else you wanted to add or anything? Uh, you don't really talk too much about the the soundtrack. I don't know if you want to add to that. I didn't mean to cut you short. Oh, no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I love, love the soundtrack. Anytime Beth Miller sings, I'm listening. And, you know, the three of them singing, I'll put a spell on you. Like, that's just good fun. It is fun. I might, I might just, like, be listening to that for a few days now <laughs> out of enjoyment um but yeah like the sound wasn't again present it didn't besides like score soundtrack and sound effects it didn't annoy me or like super delight me <laughs> i'm just like yeah i can hear things cool that's fair uh, so what was your total score for sound a 5.4 very close to mine a 5.2 for me oh wow yeah super close yeah, there have been a few so far. We've been really close on. I'm very curious to see how far apart our total scores will be. I think they'll be pretty close for this one. Uh, so that's going to bring us to a really fun category for this movie. <laughs> it's going to be aesthetics. What this movie is really about. I mean, for real, though. Like, how many, like, Halloween's coming up. How many Halloween costumes are they going to sell for this movie that's 20 years old now? 25 years old now going back to math i can do it but yeah i'm sure there i mean it's not like it's going to be you know every neighborhood trick-or-treating is going to see a winnie or whatever that was her name right winifred winnie. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know i feel like there's definitely some out there still it's like oh hocus pocus cool yeah and i feel like there are years where that's the big thing again is hocus pocus oh yeah and so like you know a few years ago that was a big thing that everyone wanted to dress up as because all my friends were like, oh, I forgot about Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And like binge watched it a few times and would dress up as them and all that kind of fun jazz. And they're fun to dress up as. Like those, the hair, the clothes. Yeah. The faces you get to make. <laughs> yeah. Gestures. I mean, it's it's everything. Yeah, I definitely get it. This is easily, easily the strongest category. Uh, out of anything for me and and I don't really feel like it needs that much explanation I mean I don't want to just brush by it because it's definitely one worth talking about but yeah like you said the hair the makeup the costumes um, but then even like the the set locations like all the like you can tell at least for some of the exterior shots like oh yeah that's New England I don't think they shot the whole thing in New England very much so like you pointed out, things like the, all the leaves on the ground and then super green trees. Like, okay, didn't go to New England in the fall for this. Got it. But just the the look and feel of all the houses that you see, it's like, okay, yeah, that looks like a New England house. And all the, the Salem 1600 stuff looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, really high scores all the way down the line for me. Yeah. And, like, it's easy to make something look like Halloween, but it looked fun and inviting, and I can't believe neither of us mentioned the Marshalls, Gary and Penny Marshall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, spending some time in their home. Apparently, in this movie, the siblings are a couple. But, like, it was, I don't know, like, all of the costumes that people are wearing, like, in the, the fancy house, everyone is doing a very, like, what would you call it? Like a masquerade? I guess. Or like a, yeah, like a New England Revolutionary War 
anything with money yeah yeah definitely looks high class i guess that was a weird halloween party it looked it looked like it got the same like invite oh yeah i mean it looked fabulous as far as the costumes and everything go just as far as the, i guess going back in. to the yeah just the the plot of the movie it just didn't make sense i'm like what but i've never been to new england maybe that is a thing to get historical for Halloween and dress up like revolutionary era people. I don't know, but I don't know if you're in, if you live in new England and you're listening to this and you're like, no, that's a super normal thing we do every year. Let us know all about it. Cause I don't, I don't know what that was. It seemed really weird. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like between that and like the, um, the party at the, gymnasium or city hall or wherever it was i I think it was supposed to be city hall okay like it looked like you know it looked like a halloween party and like yeah everyone had a different costume pretty much there was variety and yeah it it looked i bet that's where the whole budget was and just like getting all these outfits (laughs) no kidding yeah yeah between all the period piece stuff and then all the halloween costumes yeah, the costume budget alone. And of course the Madonna costume is just, it stands out. Yeah. Because it's just like, this is a kid's movie and we're doing the cone look. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I remember being a kid watching it being like, is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should this, does this fit in this movie? But I'm also like, eh, if I was a parent, I'd probably do the same thing and be like, you know what, this is my time to dress up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking you door to door. I'm going to an adult party. I love how the kids, they're like, mom? Like, they didn't even, like, apparently they didn't see her get ready, and they're just like, what? It should not be that difficult, unless those yeah. kids were drunk. Yeah. Well, the mom did accuse her of being <gasps> on a chocolate high That's... or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe a neighbor was passing out those, like, chocolate liqueurs. <laughs> I digress, but yeah, everything just... <laughs> I always enjoy spending time with this movie for that reason. Absolutely. Except his floppy hair. His floppy hair should have been shaved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the early 90s. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe it is. I but. do remember being really into it when I was, like, what, seven or eight? Just, just starting to figure out what attraction is at a young age and being like, oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is so dreamy. Look at that floppy hair. I don't think I phrased it that way, but. Like, <laughs> he didn't wear it in a douchey way. And I feel like, was it? Oh, no. Is floppy hair ever not douchey? <laughs> I feel like there's a douchier way to wear it. Okay. A more annoying way to wear it, maybe. Okay. Like if when you when you start gesturing with it, that's too much, and I feel he was doing some gesturing with it. Okay. I don't so, know so if you these. if you can have the floppy hair and just leave it be, then you're if it's just then like, you're a good '90s boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> Where's the exit from this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but yeah floppy hair man that was a big thing in the 90s and i hope it never comes back all right well on that note <laughs> there, uh anything else you would like to add for aesthetics i think i'm good <laughs> all right 
<laughs> what did your total score come out to? An 8.2. Oh, I actually got a little higher than you on one. I gave it nines down the line. Oh, cool. So even nine for me. Uh, so that's going to bring us to a really interesting one with this movie, and that's going to be Impact on a Film. And this is going to be divided up into critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical and inspirational impacts. And uh, this one's kind of all over the map for me. There were two different numbers. I had a three for critical impact. Fair. And then a 10, both for audience cult impact and historical inspirational impact. Okay. Um, The three just came from what critics gave it pretty much at the time it came out. Yeah. And then 10, because it's, you know, a cult classic, it's super popular, it's, there's always memes around Halloween, there's always, like, Um, Facebook posts about this movie on Halloween, or around Halloween. Yeah. People always seem to be trying to get Bette Miller to do hocus-pocusy things. Yeah. So, it's very strong in those categories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I say absolutely, I kind of disagree but (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) i feel betrayed (laughs) i definitely agree with the the critical impact and the audience cult impact for critical impact i gave it a four um but because i looked at like rotten tomatoes i think i like a 30 percent it's pretty low um so i thought about just going with a three but then i was like well like i looked at the reviews and a lot of them were like more modern as opposed to, like, written oh. in 1993. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of them came out whenever the DVD was released, because there were a lot with the same date. So it seemed like, I don't know, it wasn't necessarily the most accurate. And then there wasn't a Metacritic score for this movie. That's usually my go-to, because that's a much better uh, gauge, at least in my opinion, than Rotten Tomatoes, but there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of gave it an extra point, just because... I don't know, although maybe it should have lost an extra point. It's hard to say, because I, I, I don't think it had much of a critical impact one way or the other. Um, but I, in, regardless, I gave it a 4. Um, and then Audience and Cult Impact, I gave it 8.5. I gave it really high for, for all of the exact reasons that you said already. Um, I didn't go to a 10, just because I feel like with this movie, it's kind of, it's not kind of, I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it's very specific to millennials i hate using that term but it's not a you know it's not a bad thing or anything i just think if you grew up watching this movie it's going to be a cult classic or or not a cult club but it's gonna it's gonna resonate with you whereas a and this is where i I definitely could be wrong because i don't have a lot of kids that i interact with but i don't feel like this is one that like if you show it to a kid now it's gonna be their new favorite halloween movie I don't know. I just feel like there was something about if you saw it when it was new at the time, it was going to be a classic. You're going to love it forever. But outside of that range, and if you were a kid when you saw it, I should clarify that as well. Because, like, my parents and maybe other people of their age range would like it more, but I don't think they would want anything to do with this movie. I don't think they care for it. And, like, my niece, I don't think she would care for She's a little young for a movie like this, but I don't know. That was a really long... I apologize. I'm getting rambly. It's getting a late, a little bit late, but I gave it an 8.5. It's not too much lower than a 10, so it's still... It's still outstanding. It's, it's still up there, absolutely. Um, but the historical and inspirational impact, this one I gave quite a bit lower than you. I gave that one a 4, uh, largely because I don't feel like it had... Like, it, 
it definitely had that cult impact, and I feel like that can be tied to the historical inspirational impact. Um, but really the only, the, the biggest impact that I could see as far as like within this category is I feel like 1993, you got Hocus Pocus and you had Nightmare Before Christmas both come out. Those are both Disney, Halloween, scary movies. And, you know, then throughout the nineties, you have like this slow build up to like the two thousands where like Halloween started getting really big. And now Disney channel Halloween movies is a big thing and they have a ton of them. And I feel like this was the early start and it slowly ramped up for about 10 years after this. Um, And I think as far as like the Disney Channel, you know, original movies, definitely this more than Nightmare Before Christmas because they're very, very different movies. Um, Yeah, just just a little bit. But yeah, so I gave it uh, a little bit of a boost for that, um, which is pretty much most of those four. Like maybe, I guess probably a point and a half was for tying it in with the audience cult impact and then the rest of those four points were for the disney halloween movie evolution i guess or you know yeah so um so those three for me averaged out to a 5.5 okay i ended up with a 7.67 okay and i'm i'm happy to stand by it yeah but i totally get where you're coming from like that makes Um. sense yeah. Maybe I'm just too close to see it. <laughs> no, I mean your score makes perfect sense as well. Um and I like it when this when this particular category gets such different views. It's different perspectives. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And different yeah, you know, one person might place this much weight on something and another person might put a lower weight. As as we just saw, I guess that's pretty much exactly what just happened. So yeah, anyway, uh that's gonna bring us to overall enjoyments. Did you enjoy this movie? I did. I gave it an eight. Okay. Again, if it wasn't for the kids, I would have enjoyed it more. Or different kid actors. Yeah. But, yeah. The three carried it. Yeah, absolutely. Got an eight. Fair enough. I had pretty much the exact same train of thought. I gave it a seven out of (gasps) ten. Scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Still, it exceeds expectations. It's definitely... It it sets out to do something and it does it very well and and it's enjoyable. It's got its flaws. It's not the strongest script, not the strongest cast, not but the it's strongest score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it definitely has weaknesses, but it's enjoyable, and and I think that goes a long way. Like I definitely, obviously, I created this grid. I put a lot of weight on different things, and I think it's important to look at movies with you know more than just entertainment but i also think it's important to be like this movie has some weaknesses but it's fun go watch it turn your logical brain off and just enjoy yourself like i think that's equally as important as watching like high art and analyzing it to death and and that's that's fun i'm not saying that is a bad thing but there's different levels of like movie watching exactly and different purposes of movie watching sometimes you want to be super critical and and think and and have different viewpoints on life or whatever, all these different things movies can do. Maybe you just want to be entertained. Yeah. This is a movie to watch when you just want to be entertained. Oh, this was, was like a high analysis movie. Like, <laughs> like Not the same caliber. I mean, maybe <laughs> not. There's some, some intense underlying socio-economic political commentary going on. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's written a paper on it because film theory people get a little... I say that, I guess I'm kind of a film theory person, but can get really specific with really weird things. 
So maybe. I would, I'm kind of like tempted now to like go onto a database and see if there's anything like deep analysis in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I enjoy doing those kinds of things, like writing those, but I'm like, there's nothing. I don't, I can't, I can't imagine there's anything. So I'm like, what did, what did other people create? Yeah. I mean, maybe like, read some, too much into. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, maybe some sort of commentary on Halloween or theories about how movies have shaped our perception of Halloween. I, I, that's getting really specific. And I feel like there's probably other better examples, but yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> No, yeah, I totally agree. This movie is one to absolutely watch if you want to turn your brain off and just have fun for an hour and a half. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's only an hour and a half. We're so. slightly over, but not by much. Like, yeah, who doesn't want to just sit back and relax and have fun and watch a fun movie for an hour and a half? This is one to, to do that. Uh, did, you, did you give this movie any extra credit? I thought about it, but I said no. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I love this movie, but not enough to double dip into any category. And that's where all the extra credit would have been. It would have been in casting. It would have been in soundtrack. It would have been in dialogue. But I already scored those. And I even like bumped them up beyond what I probably should have. So really any, all the extra credit's already in the grid. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty much my, pretty much my thought as well. I, I didn't give it anything. I thought for sure, I was like, maybe as we're talking, something will come up, but no, it's just, yeah, doesn't have any for me. And if, like, this may be the first time where, where I wanted to, like, dock points, <laughs> further dock them. Yeah. But again, I resist it. I know that's, that's, that's taboo. Yeah, I, I would have some words to say. <laughs> <laughs> just tear up my bread. Start over. <laughs> do it right this time (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh is there anything else you want to you want to add before we wrap it up with our final scores um i'm ready for final scores all right what was your final score 63.67 all right really close to mine i thought for sure there was going to be a a much bigger discrepancy 61.4 for me oh wow yeah really close just within a couple of points of each other um, which does technically exceed expectations. It's on the very low end of it, but... I mean, if it wasn't for Bet, Kathy, and Sarah, this probably would have been no higher than a 40. Oh, yeah, probably even in the 30s. <clears throat> it, yeah, it would not be... Even just without one of them, I mean, it depends on who would be in their place, I suppose. We can get into all kinds of alternate realities, which we will not do right now, but... <laughs> I mean, unless it was Mae West, but then I would be okay with no Bette Midler. But, you know, that's really getting weird. <laughs> she was actually, now I'm I'm like, why does that make so much sense to me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Bette Midler was... she was a witch. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Bette Midler was going to play Mae West and like... An HBO movie, I think, but that was like 10 years ago and it still hasn't happened, so I don't think it's gonna happen. Oh no. I know, but for a long time that was like in pre production, in, you know, sure, it's gonna happen. Here we have a date. No, now we don't. And I don't know if devastated is the right word to use, but I feel devastated. It's really, uh, it's really upsetting. I'm gonna say it. I, uh, I, I really wanted to see Bat Midler as Mae West. I don't think that's gonna happen in my lifetime. Or she her lifetime. Would have uh, done such 
an amazing name was. Right? Because she even looks a lot <clears throat> like her. Because they were, had, like, pictures side by side when that was, when that was announced, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I can see it. And she's got the personality, I think. And just that physicality of her mm-hmm. body, just... Someday. They at least need to make... Like, even if they have to cast someone else, or, you know, even if it's a theatrical release instead of HBO, like, just... I want a Mae West biopic. Come on. She was, like, the most incredible person. Not the most incredible, but she's up there, man. No, she was a trailblazer. Absolutely. In so many different regards. Yeah. Like, every different regard, practically. (laughs) Well, again, not every. I'm getting carried away, but, yeah, she was amazing. Anyway, this has gotten real off track. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Well, I guess that's, uh, unless there's anything, I guess I already asked you that <laughs> you wanted to add. Um, but yeah, I think that is going to wrap up our discussion of Hocus Pocus. Uh, we have more to say and, than I thought we would, and I'm glad of it. This was, uh, this was super fun. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Always absolutely. Fun. Yeah, fun. absolutely. And I will be back next week and you'll be joining me again to be talking about Halloween Oh my goodness! I yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's got, of course, there's the the sequel, the big sequel everyone's been talking about coming up, and it's the 40th anniversary of the first one. So I'm really excited. I haven't seen it in years and years and years and years. It was probably high school. You know, I'm oh. sure I'm, I'm sure we watched it together, and I'm sure oh, that was sure. the last time. But uh-huh. um, yeah, so I'm real excited to get into that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good yeah. episode. I'm trying not to start talking because if I start talking about it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop for about four hours. Okay, well, it might be a long episode then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could like this podcast on iTunes, and especially if you could leave a review, that will help us get more listeners and would be super appreciated. We'll give you a shout out on the next episode. And uh, yeah, it would just be super, super awesome of you. So that would be cool. Uh, Anyway, I'm really losing my train of thought. It's getting late. So that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next week to talk about Halloween. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.